Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Eva. And I'm Sabria. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to a fun-filled week. You know, can you hear the crickets in my background? Crickets? No. Oh my god, yeah, I hear all these crickets and bugs in my cubicle. What are they doing? They make they um making a band. They said, Can you feel the <laughs> love tonight? That's what they doing. <laughs> Song is beautiful. Quack, quack, quack. Did you hear quack. Beyonce do it over? Yeah, I, I went to the movies to see that. Oh, I forgot. I don't know why I feel like you didn't see the light <laughs> Yeah, I literally saw it. <laughs> I swore, I, I swore I had that on you. I said, did you hear that? No, girl, I didn't. You had nothing on me. <laughs> I really thought you, I thought I was schooling you. Okay. Mm-mm. Nope. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> both hard to be high. We can both be. Welcome to the show, y'all. <sighs> yes. Welcome, welcome to, to the cabaret. How has your week been? I feel like. My week has been cool um i tweeted a hella bunch about it but i went to orange theory on saturday and i got my life i was like wow i'm really <laughs> really a white woman uh, <laughs> went to orange theory in my lululemon getting my life damn damn <laughs> i was like yeah i'm doing this i'm really is this still black girl brunch <laughs> i really i didn't have my hokas on but like oh you <laughs> You put the hokas on with the water bottle, please. Yeah, I had my water bottle. I had my Lululemon (laughs) on. I was just ready. I was ready to go. All you needed was like a Patagonia fleece, and you would have definitely no longer, this would no longer be Black Girl Brunch. (laughs) Or also, I'm going to really fuck y'all up. I think this time I go, because I'm going Friday, I think I'm going to get me a pumpkin spice um, (laughs) latte after. (laughs) I'm really, really fuck y'all hands up. He's like, then after that, I'm gonna go to Home Goods. We be like, oh, like that just sound like a good, good ass Friday Honestly, to that me. That sound like a, the most productive day on earth. Like, right work out, get a pumpkin spice latte, then going to Home Goods, get some, you know, some pumpkin pillows or some shit. Like that. Would be and beautiful. I love doing. I love working out early in the morning. Yep. Um, even though today I did not do it, and like I'm so proud of myself because today when I tell y'all. I felt like, um, you know, in the whiz when the line be like, I'm a mean old line. Like that's how, <laughs> that's really how I felt. I felt like I'm a mean old line. Like I did not feel like, you know, I was like, I don't, cause I worked out with my trainer. That was fine because like, she's looking at me, she's on me telling me what to do. But after that, I have to do cardio on my own. And her was having like a good conversation. And I'm like, you know what, for real, for real, after we finished talking, I could dip out of here. I'm like, how would she know? But I'm like, you know what? I would feel bad. So I stayed and I did my 30, I usually do 45 minutes of cardio, but my feet started hurting, you know, 29 things mm-hmm. and so and but in my feast defense i was going ham on the arc trainer i was you're not even i don't even think you're supposed to be on the arc trainer like that just i'm just gonna let y'all know what the fuck was i listening to i was listening to um i was listening to trina and yeah y'all do the math so i was listening to <laughs> yeah, about back say, at, i know yeah you probably going in I was going in so I did my little cardio and I did my little 30 minutes of cardio and I'm like you know what I'm glad I did that I'm glad I did it I didn't like you know give up and be like I'm out of here because I really wanted to do that 
Yeah, and those are the days that are really most important to push through. Because those are the days that build character, where your body outsmarts your mind. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, here I am. So it's like, you know, shouts to you. And you have to get over Thank those humps you. in order to, to maintain. Because honestly, if you only worked out when you felt like it, you probably would only work out when you're in a really good mood or really bad mood. And you exactly. have to do it every day. Exactly. Um, and like, y'all. Not every day. You have to do it, you know, on a. Well, right weekly. now I'm doing it every day because I got a damn job. I you feel have like to do it ain't... regularly. Yeah, I'm like, if you ain't got no damn job, you need to do something. That, yeah, that's how I felt. It's definitely, my workouts have changed since I've started work again. Yeah. Um, But I did enjoy that brief period of time where I didn't have anything. And I was like, oh, this was so fun, you know? Yeah. To just work out and stuff like that. But I don't know exactly. I, I share this with people, but like, I strained a muscle in like my left butt, like my left butt cheek. From the stair stepper. I was thinking about that today, Iman. That's why I didn't get him a stair. So, so I usually so do thirty. Big. I do thirty minutes of like either on an arc trainer, elliptical, or the treadmill, and then fifty minutes on a stair stepper. And my feet started cramping up when I was on the arc trainer, um, because I think my my the sneakers I had on were like good for like weightlifting. They were just mm-hmm. too flat. And I was gonna do the stair stepper, but then I thought about Iman spring butt cheek, and I said, "Yeah, girl, just go to shop, right?" Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah. If you feeling fatigue, you gotta be careful on the stair stepper. I was like going through something, so I was stepping, okay. And um, I feel I've been feeling it. It's I've been just trying to stretch it out, but it's just such an embarrassing spring to have because it's like. Mm-hmm. It's it's just undeniably my butt. Like that's what it is. So I'm just working through that injury. Um, please send me well wishes. Let's get into this Fate Four. So Fate Four superhero movies. We've never done that, and it's wild because we both love superhero movies. Yes, we really do. That's crazy. Good one, Sabrina. Thank ya. So what are your fate? What's your fate for? So this is a new one. Um, and I don't know if that's like corny to like like a new, new, new one. But I love the newest Suicide Squad. Like yes. the the new one that came out. I thought it was like it was so freaking good. It was so much better than the first one. Um, even though like I don't mind the first one, like it don't bother me. But like I love this new Suicide Squad. I thought it was so freaking good. The one with Will Smith? No, the oh. the newest one. The newest one is on HBO Max. It just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh has uh obviously Harley Quinn in it. Um, Idris Elba is in it. Oh, another <laughs> sexy. We'll replace that black. <laughs> another, another sexy black. Another sexy black man. Um, but yeah, I thought that was so good. Um, also again, obsessed with Harley Quinn, like saving herself. Um. And sorry, y'all. I just did something so dumb. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it's in the back. Um, so I'm talking. And since I always have to be moving around while I'm sitting down, I'm talking and I'm taking the back of my hair out and I have braids. And I got a little overzealous and I cut a little bit too short in the back and my hair has gotten longer. So. <laughs> Yeah, I just cut some of my hair. Now, this is what we mean by our authentic black experience. We have one black girl taking her braids <laughs> out as we go on air. That is what we mean about Who's black. Who's doing it like girl, us? Who's doing it like us? Okay? But honestly, I don't even care because this is the back. It's literally the yeah, neck of my hair. Yeah, we all start in the back in the middle so that if we can't get it all out, we can just put in a ponytail and nobody see the next day. Exactly. That's black girl one-on-one. That's when you got, you start exactly. taking your hair out on a Thursday, you put it in the ponytail, you know, the fishbowl, go to school yep. on Friday 
and take it out Friday night so that you can get exactly. your hair done. Exactly, and I just Sunday. cut. But yeah, I don't care that I just cut some of my hair in the back. But yeah, my hair got long and um. I forgot. But anyway, yes, the new Su- Suicide Squad, I thought it was good. I thought I had a flavor. Um, I really mm-hmm. liked it. Also, my next one is, is it, it's called um, Batman Returns. I think that's the one. Wait, hold on. With Batman Returns. Because there's like, yes. Yes. The, the Batman Returns. That's the one with um Catwoman is directed by Tim Burton. It has a uh, Catwoman in it and the Penguin. The makeup in that is so freaking good. That's what really draw drew me to it as a child. Excuse me. It drew me it drew I was drawn to it as a child because of how good the makeup was and I really felt like they looked like cartoons. Like that's is that's something that like makes me so excited and I think that's why I really like the newest Suicide Squad movie. It's like going down as one of my favorite superhero movies because I love when stuff actually looks like like when it translates to cartoons. Definitely. And I really that's like the the main one that I remember. Batman Returns? Yeah. Yeah, That was on all the time. Yup, it was. It was on HBO all the time. And Michelle Pfeiffer, I remember that room, and she just looked so good. Um, Also, the... um, So, okay, the third one, I'm going to say Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Because, first of all, growing up, I was obsessed with Marvel superheroes, like obsessed um i loved yeah i loved marvel superheroes um and so i was very excited it's funny because like i'm not a marvel person i'm more of a dc person but i love the game like uh marvel superheroes and i always would play with spider-man and i just loved um the spider-man that you know told me why i was in because i feel like again it was like very cartoony yes um it was very very, yeah the the storyline felt like a cartoon it felt like, yep, the storyline felt like a cartoon. Also, I felt like he really embodied Peter Parker. Um, so even though looking back, I feel like he might have been a little look a little old to be and in so high school. Was Kirsten Dunn. Uh, yeah, yeah, they was yeah, but and their like, love was too grown. It was way too grown, but I did really like it because I again it reminded me of a cartoon. Yeah, and that shit was the first time I was really into a movie because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't have attention span to watch like things that weren't cartoons when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Like if it wasn't a cartoon, I didn't want to see it. I felt like that was boring. So when we had to go to the movies to see Spider Man, like, I wasn't excited, but I went and it was the first movie I was able to like follow along with, and I got it, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm interested. I see what's happening. That movie is that was just so good. It was, and also another thing, um, I was obsessed with um the soundtrack. Um, sorry, I think that was Rocco. Yeah, play, huh? <laughs> anyway, sorry, y'all. He is in my room. He was crying, but anyway, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> loved um oh my god what the the soundtrack. I, that was the first movie I ever got the soundtrack, like CD. Like I was obsessed with this song called Vindicated by this band called Dashboard Confessional. And <laughs> my dad knew it and I was so obsessed with it. So he got me the CD. Um, and oh. I literally just would listen to that song like all the time on repeat. And um, we even waited. Um, we waited at the end of the movie, the credits, so I can hear the song. 
Oh and sang it. I was so excited. Like that was my shit. That song. Like, that 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 that's my shit. That's what. Like that's how I, I think felt I, about it. Okay, I was. I know that song, but that's Dolce Kate you were singing. <laughs> also, hmm, this last one. Oh, this is a tough one. Oh, okay. So, all right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say what I want, and then I'm gonna say the honorable mentions. Um, I'm gonna say the Dark Knight. Mm. The Dark Knight because that really awoken something in me. Like that made me want to like read Batman comic books, get more into Batman and stuff. I like still have the cape. I like um have a Batman cape that I got. Um, went to Six Flags and like I rolled like the Dark Knight ride. Like I was so about it. Like yeah, that movie. That I was up freaking obsessed like i have a picture of me like with um it's like the um it's like the cardboard cut out like at the movie theaters of like um heath ledger joker and it's a picture of me like standing next to it that movie awoken something in me and i was like i love gotham like i always liked batman like casually um but then, like I said, like I grew up on Marvel superheroes. So like a lot of my, fa- like one of my favorite characters was like Blackheart from, also like I'm so, um, I don't, again, I haven't watched any, a lot of Marvel movies and I hope that they bring Blackheart out um, if they haven't already. But anyway, I was like kind of more into like, just like the Marvel stuff that I knew, like super, like um, uh, Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. But when I saw The Dark Knight, something clicked and i said oh yeah i'm definitely making a being a batman fan a personality trait and i've been doing it ever since (laughs) um (laughs) the last one hmm yeah this is hard as hell because i really love superhero stuff so i'm gonna say honorable mention i'm gonna say birds of prey um did you see that Iman? no that was with harley quinn too right Yes. So Are you first me to all, watch it? I have to watch it still. It's so good. First of all, um, I so I'm gonna save this list. It's this so if anybody, um, I don't know why I was trying to keep my account a secret, but um a lot of people use this, but if you use letterbox, it's so amazing because people make like basically playlists for movies. So there's this playlist of superhero movies and it's a, a not playlist, a list of every superhero movie ever made. From like wow. the nineteen, you name it, to now. Um, so, if you have a letterbox, um, follow me. I think it's Frank of him. If you don't have a letterbox, get one because it's so amazing. Like literally, every time I watch a movie, I always check it. Like, oh, I watched this on letterbox. Mm. Anyway, Birds of Prey. Um, I'm so excited that Harley Quinn is being finally brought to life because um if you are a super well like if you're a dc fan like batman you know they're literally the best media representation of batman in the whole series is the animated series like that is literally the best um it's damn near perfect so um harley quinn is in that a lot and harley quinn is rather new she came out um in like 1992 um so she's rather like new so i feel like when the movies get made and stuff they never like respect her i would say like they don't show her and she's like a big deal like in um like the batman universe because like she's 
obviously she's bad guy, but she also like has a conscience where she literally, she wants to do good so bad. And sometimes she even helps Batman. So I feel like, I feel like it's like very corny that sometimes like she wasn't in the movies and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. why like Birds of Prey is just so exciting to me because like it's literally her movie is all like girl superheroes, like no men, like if the men, they get the ass kicked, like whatever. So I feel like as a kid, like if I saw that, that would have changed everything for yeah. me. Like I love Birds of Prey. I love how um harley quinn is betrayed i feel like she uh, portrayed i feel like she's perfect like i love yeah love that movie oh my gosh you make me excited to watch it i have to get into it yeah you might it is like hard you for like me it. to get into um marvel stuff but i'm like the way you just described that i trust your judgment. i feel like you would like it because also it's very colorful like if they do something like um very uh like exciting or something it'll be like uh like for instance like birds on a screen like sun it's like very colorful like very comic booky i feel like you would like that and i feel like you would like the new um suicide squad okay i'm gonna watch both i am i'm gonna get into both they on hbo max we know i don't got that yet but when i but get you it you know i got you I, you know i got you Remember my TV. I gotta get it on my. <laughs> you can watch it on your computer. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be forgetting that's the option. You, you, you really wanted to sound pathetic, man. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know how. I really don't. I feel like HBO Max is not for me. Like, cause I just have such a hard time accessing it. I just get so frustrated. <laughs> I get so frustrated with anything new. I'm like, it's just like, I can't get it. But honestly, I love Birds of Prey so much that I would buy it on Amazon for you to just watch it or like rent oh my God, it. I'm about to cry. No, let me, st- I can figure this out. I can figure out with the technology I have in my home. I just need to like stop being so stressed. <laughs> yeah, you said I can't. I'm like, literally, I'm trying to give you every option. <laughs> I'm feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> I said, my, you know, my TV, you know, I can't. Oh my what? god! <laughs> yeah, the listeners probably trying to figure out what the fuck is up with her TV. I know, and I was trying to make, keep it between me and you because I didn't want to let people know. And I was like, "Yeah, my TV got like the apps don't be uploading." <laughs> I'm gonna get a new TV for Black Friday. I'm sorry, I don't care for nobody's about capitalism. I really gotta get that deal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got my TV. I really for. gotta get that deal on Cyber Monday. Something like I. I that's when I got mine. She. One thing about black people, we're going to buy a new TV, a new smart TV. Black people. <laughs> I need everything else, but I got a smart TV. I can't remember what else I got on Black Friday besides my TV. <laughs> I'm getting co- every. I'm not going to lie. I really do be using Black Friday to get shit I need. Like, I remember one year I got a Michael, like Michael Kors, like puffer coat. When I oh, tell yeah. you. That joint is old faithful. If a snowstorm come, I'm like, I'm a, I'm gonna rock that joint to the wheel. I'm gonna ride that to the wheels fall off. Yeah, that's, that's my what I winter did. coat. I got my um like two years ago. I got a coat on Black Friday and I still got it. I got a coat from Gap. That shit was oh, yeah. um that's a cute coat. I, I like think that coat. coat was like four hundred dollars or something. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was a two hundred dollar coat. And I got it for like seventy or something like yep, that. That's oh. how I got my coat. I just got my I was like I was a Macy's or something. I got a little Michael Kors coat back in twenty honestly it was before twenty fourteen. It had to be twenty thirteen that I got yep, this coat. I remember and that I still coat. be rocking out with it. I got a pair of Doc Martens on Black Friday that I just threw out like when I moved. Like I really if I get a deal, I really, really hold that deal down. Mm-hmm. No fast fashion over here. Yep. Um, but oh okay, I'm sorry, we just trailed off. Was that that was your fourth one? Mm-hmm. 
Give that actually did five. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that was an honorable mention. All right. Well, let's start off with um, Black Panther for me. Like, I just had. I know. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, sorry, Black. I don't care. Like that shit changed the game. Yeah, that, yeah. That made me feel. That was an event. That made me feel so good about being black. That you know is now like this gift because you know Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us, and like just to know like he gave. He literally gave so much to black people while he was going through so and much. And that also made me um actually like Marvel stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. It just was such a well done, beautiful, fun experience that I just had a chance to like watch with my family. It was nothing like it. I'm happy that I was alive during like such a I saw that shit four times in theaters. Yeah, I saw it three times. And the thing is with pop culture, like me and Sabrina, this is something we love. That's why Black Girl Brunch exists. We love pop culture. We live for pop culture. Like we live for moments that like create cultural shifts, like anything that we used to watch on MTV. And it's like, I'm so used to just watching cultural shifts, but I feel like Black Panther was the first time something was happening. I'm like, I am in a cultural shift. Yes, like, I'm a part of this shit. Cause like we yeah. got dressed up. Yes, I did every. I'll get a chance to tell my kids where I was when Black Panther came out. So it was just such a fantastic And I've um, movie. never seen a movie that many times in movie theaters. Yeah. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. Amazing. So Black Panther, definitely number one. It's done so much for, for all of us. Um, second is going to be Hancock. <laughs> I love <laughs> Hancock. I don't know why I love that movie so much. I actually haven't seen it in a while. And I was just thinking to myself, like, how decent would that be if I ended tonight with watching Hancock? Just like being left in my life. Nice yeah. drink like that. I love Will Smith. We all know that. Like, I'm Will Smith's number one fan. But that movie was just so fun. It was funny. It was a twist. And yeah, I loved it. I really loved it. It was, but that movie just reminded me of something inappropriate. When okay. Up. All right. Sorry, y'all. You had an uh, experience attached to that <laughs> Sorry, movie. Sorry, y'all. Um, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy was another one where I'm like, this is what I meant when I said that I wanted something different. Like, this is what I went meant. Like, I want a fucking raccoon to be one of the characters. <laughs> I want, you know, Zoe Saldana to be a green alien. Yeah, that's what I meant. I want Batista to be a blue alien. That's one thing about Batista is he gonna get that check. He gonna get that bread. <laughs> he gonna get to the money. <laughs> he stay working, okay? All right? You tell my somebody. That nigga is booked, okay? Booked and fucking busy. <laughs> I, that's honestly my goal because nobody care who Batista dating, right? Nobody, nobody that nigga working, okay? That's what I want to be. I want to be somebody that's like constantly a part of big projects. But yeah, so I, I go to Target and people be like, Batista, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga is a hustler, you hear me? He be getting to the fucking money. <laughs> no questions about that. So. Yeah, like you know, you got fucking Bradley Cooper as the the raccoon. You, I'm not ignore the main character, even though I really do like him in the film. I just know he is not everyone's favorite in real life. Oh, Chris. Um, uh, yeah, what? that whichever one. Right. Because you know, it's I would say Chris Peterson. Who the fuck? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is that? You just saying any name to sound like a belong to white man. Uh, what's it? Group, group, like Groot. yeah, yeah. We want to treat Ben Diesel as group. 
Yes, like it just was amazing. That movie was so good. Um, I the agree. Second my- one was even better. Like that's another thing. Um, it's usually like the first one's good, the second one's trash. Mm-hmm. The second one was great. It's so funny. Like that movie is. I feel like Marvel got it right when they were like trying to make us laugh. Because sometimes like you could tell certain things were put in Marvel movies to make the theater laugh. Versus, yeah, yeah. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is actually hilarious like batista calling that his the the little alien that he had a crush on ugly was just so <laughs> funny to me like he literally was like you are hideous you know <laughs> so fucking funny see i like gardens of the galaxy especially because i feel i feel like they did the damn thing with like the character design yeah. and stuff like that but i don't know why the second one, I cannot get through it. I always fall asleep. Oh, I really... Oh, the second one got me upset because... um, I guess I won't tell you, but just something sad happened. And I hate when Marvel, like, fun movies, like, make you sad because... Oh, yeah, so I think I re- yeah, I think I remember. I think I yeah, rem- remember. you know what happened. Um, and that guy, I think he played Mara walking dead he always like loud and loud and nanny you know like he always played like a loud character a loud badass character that could fight yeah all, crazy uh, I, it was something with her dad right i saw with his dad hey, oh yeah 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 his quill, dad yeah it was quill dead yeah and he um i remember and his mom someone, being sick from cancer and yeah and like that's that. where you remember why he liked that song yes yes mm-hmm but, I think um, that's yeah, what I just, And it's a really cool origin story. Like, I just think it's so cool, like the whole story and how it was done and how that pushed, that literally created Thanos, like Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Thanos became one of like the most powerful Marvel, like super, super, I mean, Honestly, villains. sometimes I feel that nigga. Some days I, I feel Thanos like wasn't wrong. It just wasn't his place. That's how I feel. <laughs> I really, I really it wasn't, he wasn't nigga. wrong about there being way too many people and that's the problem, but who are you to just be like, what did you say you called him? He's like, fine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fine. I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I be feeling about everything. Literally, like, fine. I'll do we, it myself. When he said that, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Final one, Sky High. Such a favorite movie. Yes! Oh, my God. I didn't put that one. I was thinking so hardcore, but, like, Sky High is nuts. That's Sky my high. shit. It's such a good movie. It was it was like honestly, I remember back in the day you would just start watching a movie and you would get so like into it. Because I'm it's so obsessed exciting. with that movie. That's a good. I said good. That's a really good movie. I like love any movie where it's a bunch of kids discovering their powers and like also, it's so wonky and fun. Yes. Also, another thing I love. This is so weird, but I love seeing the um the the kids of like certain superhero and stuff like that's why i like monster yes. high because like you know Incredibles. exactly like i love seeing like how the like the genes get like passed and like how their kid like i just love that so much yeah same i really do love that and i i always thought i was the uh one girl who could make shit like uh trees and stuff grow and i'm like yes if i had a power this is what i would want to be i would be want to be so connected with the earth that i can weaponize it <laughs> i probably would be war and peace i'm be honest <laughs> yeah the, the dude that be on fire yep <laughs> he was battling demons <laughs> honestly was he i'm not gonna lie like i get so tired of that character in movies because we went to high school with somebody like that like the hot quote unquote misunderstood person uh, yeah, but they be yeah. coming from a two-parent household middle <laughs> class he was it's so like, hot though yeah it's like all right so you misunderstood because you got a part-time job like okay that's really not <laughs> or you don't have to be such a, a meanie like come on and or they always I- be mean to cute people 
Yeah, that's so true. But I just thought he was so hot. And he I was. Just I ain't gonna fire. lie. Like, I used to play Devil back in the day. But and like, I love fire. So I'm just like, yeah, definitely um, War and Peace. The Malikas was in that movie. Oh, um, my God, yes. The Malikas. <laughs> the Malikas was in that movie. They, now, now the people who used to be booked. Oh, yes. For real. And also, um, what else? Um, I thought that you probably don't know him. But this uh, this, this guy that I love, he was in... Um, and Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell, he was the uh, gym teacher. Okay. He, okay. He, also, he was evil as shit. Yeah. Yeah. He also was in um, Spider Man too. He was a referee. He always like make like um, like funny cameos or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He was in it. That movie also remind me of a comic book. Ooh. Which one? Um, Sky High. Oh, okay, cool. You said it remind you of a comic book. Okay. Yeah. I it like look- saying, I was asking which comic book, but I get what you're saying. You're saying um, movie yeah. It's like. It's like you can picture like it looks like a comic book. Like oh, for sure, it's, it's very comic strip. Bring that um, back. Yes, that was a fantastic movie. Will you know he he ended up saving everybody after you know well who was it? Remember Danielle and K? Uh, was it was it Panettiere? Uh, no, K Panabaker. K K Panabaker and Danielle Panabaker had the game in the chokehold. They and did. Those, yeah, in the, the mid two thousands, they oh, really did. I Remember reading and weeping stuff. They were so cute. I loved them both. They were all right. So yeah, honorable mention to the Joker because um he was correct. <laughs> he was right. He was a hero. Um, I be feeling. I really be feeling like that nigga. And Joaquin Phoenix is a is one of my favorite actors too. To like he acted down. Okay, he be, in every movie though. Every he, he movie, put his whole coochie in. He role, really like. do. He put his whole coochie <laughs> in it. He be acting so the. I never done this before, so I started watching her, and I got so uncomfortable that I, I stopped watching the movie. Oh, he, he was in love with the robot. I stopped watching. I was I so have to, I have to finish it. Actually, I thought it he, was so. He was doing. He was becoming way too intimate. He though. be acting. He be he be acting too. Like I be like, all right now. And like there was that. this one movie where he was like a dirty, nasty drunk. <laughs> and it was just like he really seemed just like a nasty, unlikable person. He be putting it down, okay? Like the Joker. Oh my gosh, when he was laughing on the um the bus. Oh my gosh. But yeah. no, I be feeling I just like when he finally snapped and he got on that show and he popped the you know what. But everybody kept playing with him, and you just they get so tired playing. of it. you just get so tired of it. You get kicked, you get kicked, you get kicked. So I don't. I start going crazy. <laughs> no, and like it also it made me mad when. Okay, he had the gun on him at the job, but because it was shit going on in the city, he had to protect himself. The yeah, gun he was fell getting out. his ass beat constantly. He was getting his ass whooped oh, on the daily. The only thing I don't like is like, I really don't, everybody keeps saying he killed like the black woman and uh, his neighbor, but I'm like, I don't understand. I don't think he did. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think that she did. was I real. He imagined her the whole time. So yeah, I, like, I don't think she oh, was he real. Killed her. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I really don't think she was real. When I, I saw them talking, lied. When I saw them talking, I said, "Oh, where this going?" Yeah, because I'm I'm not trying to be funny, but we don't we don't like it. Like <laughs> we like the thing is, I'm rooting for him from a distance. Like I would not be like exactly, in the and I be feeling like this. No. I really be feeling like I really feel like on a daily is my uh my Joker origin story. Serious, oh please. But no, those are those are my fave four plus a bonus. That was really fun. Thanks for pull, pull, um suggesting it. I don't know you what know, I was also, you can always pull, pull, pull. count. I was like, you can always call him a nerd. Whoa. <laughs> That's like I say the whoa. <laughs> All right, toast for assist. Let's get into it. So I'm giving a toast to Lisa Cross Smith, okay? This is the writer of this 
amazing book I was reading called This Close to Okay. So again, I actually was listening to it on Audible because I don't be having time to read, sit down and read books and bless you people who find time to carve it out. But I just really love Audible because like I always have so much to do, like cleaning my room, cooking food, blah, blah, blah. But I found this book um, on a list. I was actually looking for some books written, some, some fiction books written by black women. Speaking of, if you guys have more suggestions, please send them my way. But um, I'm not going to lie. Like, it is very hard these days to find a book. Um, and it's not about, like, slavery or mm-hmm. about the civil rights or about, like, a, a shooting being caught on camera. And I just feel like that's not fair. We have so many stories to mm-hmm. tell. Like, we have so many stories. And blackness should be it should be added in a tasteful, authentic way, sometimes not like a trauma way for me. And this book really gave me everything I asked for. It was all the elements of just like a good book without it being fundamentally about race. You know, mm-hmm. it was just really good. It spoke a lot about mental health and vulnerability. Um, and it was, it was just a good story. It was just a story where you're like, I don't know where the fuck this is going to go. Um, also, so far, I noticed that Lisa Cross Smith, she's from Kentucky, and a lot of her stories are based there. And I love when people do that. Like, they make their stories authentic to, like, something about their life or their upbringing. It's just exciting. So, like, check it out, like, y'all. If y'all just looking for a topsy-turvy, uh, if you're looking to heal, read the book. That's I think I I'll do it, too, because I, um, I started paying for Audible, and I forgot. I just forgot to cancel it, so I just have Audible. Yo, it's so good, and you probably got so many credits. Um, if you don't want no credits, see if you can give me some. <laughs> but, uh, if you want to keep your credits, it's so many books and so many things you can find. Like I listened to honestly so many audio books this year. Cicely oh, I Tyson, right here. I wonder if you can get Audible on your TV, like through Roku TV. Oh, that could be cool. You might be able to. Honestly, you really might. It's just yeah, check it out. Um, but yeah, I really, I really love that book. Um, so read it, listen to it, but it's a good story. If you just want to tap out. So it's such a cozy story and a lot of it is set inside of a house. So that can make you get, a. I like movies like that, like based in our movies, shows where it's based in a home or a situation and it's heavily dialogue based and thought based. It just was good. Um, check it out. Let me know if you loved it. Let's get into tea time. So Candyman, this is where we uh, do spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you want to see it. um, This is the point where you probably fast forward. I'll say five, six, seven, eight minutes, eight minutes, you know, max, you know. But this was um, something that Sabrina and I just decided to see. I actually was like really excited to see the new Candyman, but I just didn't know it came out that weekend until like when I asked you, Sabrina, I was like, oh shit, Candyman out. Let's yeah. Want to see this. And I, Sorry, I, taking, I, I needed water. My throat was dry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't even. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But um, apologizing. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I was of course I was excited. My creepy ass was excited to see it. Um, because I was telling Iman, my mom uh forced me to watch Candyman. <laughs> a kid but um <laughs> but yeah um and that nigga used to have me spooked okay i knew uh, about the myth of candy man and you <laughs> say it in the mirror too <laughs> I, said, I knew about the myth 
<laughs> yes, I knew when I was a kid. Like, I really did not know what Candyman was, let alone that it was based on like, Candyman was supposed to be a black man. Um, I literally pictured. So my my cousins was big on like look in the mirror and say Candyman this and other times, and I was like, no, absolutely not. And my mom would be like, don't say that because she'll be scared. My mom didn't allow me to watch it. I watched it for the first time like last year during the pandemic. That was the that's first what, time I watched the original Candyman. That's wild. I actually that is was so filming weird. it on Instagram. My reaction. Oh yeah, I remember. Cause I was laughing, like, damn, they fucked that lady up. <laughs> she was going through hell in the projects. She, mind your damn business, Helen. She's been in the projects. <laughs> yeah. She's been in the projects, period. I mean, always want to be freaky. I know she's going for a PhD, but she got herself into something shamey. You know, <laughs> it's other her. ways to get your PhD. <laughs> get out them damn projects, Helen. Yep, so interested. But um, yeah, I watched it for the first time, but yeah, my cousins used to tell me to say it, and I really thought Candyman was a man made out of candy. So I'm like, how scary <laughs> could that be? It's not like my dream, but it was just like not that at all. And the story is even sadder of like Candyman. It but is. yeah, so we went and we saw it um starring Yaya. Mateen Abdul and just um, it was just like he is very attractive like that's just, I just let me just start there like that is a, a really really attractive person he, he is very attractive but I know I feel like I couldn't stand next to him because he would make me um feel like there you go yeah man <laughs> you always do this you always making yourself seem like a goober for what I would feel so nasty next time. I feel like a, a human booger. <laughs> <laughs> like when I seen this I man, like you be thinking about standing next to people, just like when I seen this man muscles in the fucking crew neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I was like, sick. <laughs> we was laughing because like it was one scene where he like was walking down the street and it was like showing how broad his shoulders are. I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> because want- it is a scary movie. And I'm like, I've never seen this much in- emphasis on how sexy the main <laughs> character is. Like he, he, like, he is sexy. Like, all these shirtless shots. So I'm thinking about all the scary and, movies I've seen. Hereditary. And his butt, like they, uh, the silhouette of it. I'm like, come on now. We know this man is shaped like a Greek guy. You know, I ain't got to. <laughs> and I'm sitting here eating hippies in a recliner chair. <laughs> the Crocs on. The fucking Crocs on. <laughs> I know. My afro matted in the back. I'm just looking like. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got two paste stains on my hoodie. <laughs> Now you you want to talk about the the stains I got on me from eating that fucking <laughs> vegan food? Yeah, I, was about to say, I, I just was eating greens in a car, <laughs> and this man eating a vegan jerk chicken drumstick. Man, <laughs> I'm looking at him like with indigestion, acid reflux. And he like ha ha. But the sad thing about me is like whenever you mention like what you would look like standing next to him, I'm like, no, I don't want to think about it. Like I just want to stay here. I like, do not want to stay next to that man. Back up, give me six feet. And you know what's sad? He's even he's so nice. I know he probably, that make it worse. He probably would really like. He probably like no, I'm not thinking nah. that. So you think I'm cute? So you want to get married? <laughs> I feel like remember when the Powerpuff Girls that like the the purple one yeah. when they was like. <laughs> no, that was unnecessary from the ad dip. That's literally how I just don't. Let's just, I mean, he was just, he did a good job. That's what I meant to say. He did a really, really great job. He's very attractive. I just, I don't, it's not even his fault that he just sexy, but I'm like, all right, you know. 
I'm not saying people attract like really sexy people shouldn't star in horror movies, but I'm just saying like can y'all the director <laughs> had the hots for him or something because those are the shots I know. I'm just <laughs> I know I would have probably did the same. I thing. know me too. He's beautiful. That's the bottom line. The, I'm sorry. One more thing. Mm-hmm. This nigga had the deepest arch I ever seen in his bed. I'm like, God damn, he and just got like everything. The, the outfits they had on, it was just like, all right. Like, how why? can you see muscles in a fucking cotton, long sleeve, unique low top? It's just, it's just, like, and then the pants, like, hiked up like that. It's I'm sick. like, come on, come it's on. It's really sick. The way his converse sit. So, my thing is, the, I, I really like this movie because, um, one, uh, not a lot of black people died, and we all, all for all the horror people, we know when there's a black person present, there's almost a hundred percent chance that they're a going to die first, b going to die at some point, and c die the worst death possible. Yeah. Um. So I just really appreciated that there was like the movie, um, didn't portray a lot of black people dying violently on camera because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, we've seen so much of that in real life over the last year. It just was like a nice break that. That wasn't it, and mm-hmm. it felt good to see. It, it felt good, and it did feel like it was stirring the pot to see the white people dying. It did yeah, yeah. because in the movies they were the aggressors, or they did summon Candyman too. That's it another is. thing. That's they the crazy them. thing is all you gotta do is leave that nigga alone. Like you know, like you go to sleep, Freddie fucking with you, like um, Michael Myers. You know. It's Halloween. You minding your business. He fucking with you, Sorry. Jason. You wanna, um, you know, you kissing your boyfriend. He fucking with you, Candyman. You the reason why he you fucking with him at this this point. Yeah, you literally called them. Um, real side note, there was like a preview for the the latest Michael Myers movie, and <laughs> me and Sarah was laughing because Sarah's eyes on the lead, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis alone. <laughs> Like leave Jamie picking with that woman. Jamie Lee Curtis. Then what really got me is at the end of the preview, Jamie Lee Curtis was like, "I'm ending this once and for all." I'm like, he didn't been he been picking with you for two decades. If you could have ended it, why? Why didn't you been ended? So she gonna get clapped. I feel like so many people have died. I would have been like, I I would have been on my Reba shit. I'm a survivor. I would have left. I'm like, look, I, I wouldn't care. I'm sorry. What what he gonna do to them people was what he gonna do to them people. <laughs> and I'm just as much of a victim as everybody else. I'm not standing up to that nigga. It's like leaving that. Like I just, I gotta rewatch Michael Myers because I'm getting a little confused as to why he's still around. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, it's getting annoying now. One year, um, like not last year, like I think the year before last, I watched um all Halloween's. Fun fact: my favorite Halloween has is the only one with Michael Myers is not in it. It's um Halloween three season of the witch because originally Halloween was supposed to be like an anthology type thing. So it's supposed to be different um scenarios each Halloween yes, movie. That's what they should do. But um it, people were drawn to Michael Myers, so that's when he became a star. But Halloween three season of the witch is the only one that Michael Myers is not in and that is my favorite one. Yeah, he needs to just leave her alone, and she needs stop to stop picking it. with the people. Honestly, Yvonne, I've watched everyone, and I still can't tell you why he's a superhuman freak. I yeah, literally like, cannot tell you. I what don't. What type of hate drives you like that? Like seriously, it's getting annoying. It's <laughs> so annoying. It's getting irritating. But um, yeah, back to Candyman. It was really, really great seeing their take on like millennial black life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, yeah. with the movie, so like I felt like the last time the movie only 
portray black people being in the projects, which is like whatever. But the portrayal of the projects was just like everybody black in the movie was like, oh, damn bad. And also, I didn't like that this guy was supposed to be like done dirty by all these white people. Yet he picking he terrorized the projects. And yeah, yeah, like, right. Why did you know why he can't kill outside of Karini Green, the people who really did him dirty? So I think this movie really, really um turned that around, like some of the criticisms about the first movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um also, um, like you said, how they millennial blacks and like how like we were we were saying in a movie, we were whispering to each other that like a lot of people had points in a movie, like yeah. some of the white people had points, some of the black people because like um, he was an artist and, um, about gentrification. Yeah. Gentrification. He was an artist. And even though he grew up and he grew up on another side, oh, that's another twist, but he grew up on another side of Chicago, still in the projects though, but he is now living in this like loss that's, um, you know, was built, um, on top of pro like built where projects used to be. And like, um, like I said, he's an artist living in this, city that's like you know being gentrified so um you know he was called out on it for, by being, some... for benefiting from it and it's that's mm -hmm. something to think about i even it's... thought about that with my last like place like even though i am from north philly i absolutely was like oh like you know i can afford to stay here and blah 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 like, i don't feel like i could gentrify my own community but um it is it's just some points being made about how some people like how class sometimes is more important than race and how you know who really creates gentrification and projects and mm -hmm. all these different things and how you can't necessarily blame artists for it because you know it's not it's the developers and stuff who decide to market it towards these people who are just trying to maybe get a space where they can you know make a living and it was just like a lot of conversations about gentrification, which I thought were like, you know, pretty productive. Mm -hmm. And uh, also we were just talking about um, like we were just giving a shout out to Neo Nia DaCosta, which is the director of the film. And it, this because she stuck with her gut. Um, mm -hmm. Candyman grossed in twenty two point three million and she became the first um, black woman to have a number one film. The first black women. So this was the first film directed by a black woman to be number one. And that's just that's amazing. And again, it went back to she was supposed to release last year when the pandemic was in a bad spot. She held on to release. And for me, we were talking about this earlier. It seems as if um, because of all the cultural things that happened, like the cultural reset between like the Breonna Taylor and the Floyd. Um, sorry. George Floyd. Yes, sorry. I'm like trying to read things. Between uh, George Floyd and the Say My Name movement, there was, that was like a, a huge part of like the storyline. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I felt like you said, like it was turned around because like, like how um, he clapped some cops. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the white people that was like, had so much to say about the art piece um, that he was doing. Um excuse me because they were um the the gallery owner when he I forgot he said something about like you know the hood like taking and I'm just like what that is not for you to say baby yeah yep and at the end when the original fucking candy man came up it was like tell everybody that was very powerful to me because I'm was. just like 
you know, sometimes movies really do provide escapism and you get that redemption. And I feel like so far, because Jordan Peele was also involved with this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like so far movies like Get Out and even Us and even um and this movie Candyman, it just gives in Black Panther, it gives you this like redemption that you just wish you could get, but you know you probably never will. Like yeah. you you want for yeah. if if a black man to get unfairly or black person to get unfairly gunned down by the police for their ghosts to get back up right away and give them exactly what they deserve. Like you want that so it feels mm-hmm. so good to see. You never see nothing like that. You never see revenge and it don't hit. And you want that black woman who was about to be put through hell, somebody to come through and protect her. You uh-huh. know, you want that to happen. So it just felt good to see it in a movie, you know? Also, another thing that I like, and this is from, again, from my mom forcing me to watch The Fly, even though it scared me. It's crazy because, like, she forced me to watch so many horror movies. But, like, I'm, like, I turned out to be, like, the biggest, like, horror freak. <laughs> but, um, so I like in movies where, okay, so, for example, in the movie, he was taking a picture of like where like the um like the plot of land where like the Cabrini projects like started and a bee had bit him on his hand and he's like oh shit like whatever about it and um the bees like it looked like rather bad like if you've been bit like I've been bit by a bee before and it don't look yeah, like that no it don't so um his girlfriend was like it was she was his girlfriend right yes uh his girlfriend was like um like, what happened to you? He was like, I don't know. I got bit by a fucking... You got hurt like a bitch or something like that. And just, like, ignored or whatever. But progressively throughout the movie, the the bee sting... I said bite. Child. A bee, the bee sting started getting progressively worse. And started, yes. like, taking over his arm. And if you've seen the original Candyman and you know, like, the origins and stuff of Candyman, you know that, like, about the bees and, you know, stuff like that. Um, So it bit him. And it was turning him into basically like a monster. Yes, um, exactly. And it was getting worse and worse and worse. And we all were like, oh my God, you need to pay attention to that hand. Like we all were collectively thinking that. Yep. And like, I just love when stuff like that happen in movies. And also like, I just love seeing black people in like horror, like prosthetics. Yes. It. it was beautiful. It was really crazy. Cause when I was like, ew, his hands look crazy, but it was literally <laughs> a fake. It was all fake. Also, yeah. I want to give out a shout out to his, um, the actress that played his uh, girlfriend, Tiana Paris, beautiful. She also played in, um, WandaVision. She was Monica Rambo. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. She's so fucking fine. Her body is, is amazing. She looks great. Yes. Wait, what was the something that you said you didn't like and you was like, it's petty? Oh. Did you say it already? No, no, no. I didn't like how like some of their own... <laughs> I'm laughing because I know what you're about to say. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I didn't like how sometimes it was like, get it. Like, how do I explain this? Um, <laughs> Like sometimes the conversations they were having were just like, it was like an attempt to make it very black. And I was like, okay. Oh yeah, she was like, fuck out of here. Yeah, she's like, fuck out of here. And I was like, come on, that did not need to be in the movie. I was just like, that's not how black people be talking. Like, this is not how we talk to each other, unless we're corny. So I'm just like, don't give corny people representation. Like, bring it back down to authenticity. She's like, she's like, fuck out of here. I'm like, don't say Yeah, that. I knew it. I knew that she was going to say because I was feeling that too. It's <laughs> funny because like, I know you were feeling it because we both looked at each other like, mm. 
<laughs> yeah, this nitpicky, like, it still was really, really great. And I know it's hard to be an actress and it's hard to write dialogue. So I just feel yeah, like, Yeah, I know. did not expect, I did not, I just didn't know what to expect coming into it. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it was a, a, it was a lot of gore. Um, I will say that um, my uh, sick ass was like, it could have been more. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it was a only white people got killed who were trying to bully black people too. If you really think about it, yeah, they was teenage girls also, bullying black people. Yeah, art gallery guy was bullying um Anthony. That white lady was was stepping out of bounds. So Those police bullying <laughs> and never yep. forget the nigga in the church. Uh, <laughs> William, William Burke, <laughs> he was snapping. He said, "Oh, I'm on some other shit now." <laughs> Me, oh, I fucking haven't laughed that hard in a movie theater in so long. Like, to admit that you want some other shit is crazy. <laughs> he lost his fucking cool, okay? Yeah, his mouth was real quick, wet and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. Why his mouth he was like, wait, I gotta tell you this. Okay? <laughs> he said, they all thought I was crazy. And let them be their daughters and their mothers and their sisters. And also, he said, oh, I want some other shit now. I said, oh, wow. Iman missed it, but he <laughs> called the police. And he changed his voice, and I was scared as shit. <laughs> but no, because I was—it's crazy because I was like, "Why he got all the knowledge about Candyman? Like that's crazy to me." He was why on that is it that like? And I hate sometimes in movies where like somebody go to find information and they find like one random person outside, and it just so happened that that person outside is the exact person that they need, of course. And then that person has like a shitload of historical information about the one. Don't very trust niche, it. That's a very niche re- thing that they. It's almost as if he put himself there on purpose. <laughs> it's that's a now that's a new red flag for me because that's so true. Yeah, that's definitely like a new flag. That person, that person that like as soon as you investigate, you like, excuse me, have you heard of? He's like, funny you mentioned. <laughs> and then they pull out a trust. And they have all this information and files and like pictures. I'm like, wait a minute. And also, I mean, do we say it? The I mean, we said spoiler in the beginning. Yeah. So, um, he was the ba- if you saw the first one. <clears throat> he was a baby that was sacrificed. Yeah, so Yaya Abdul Mateen, aka Anthony, he was that baby that kept going missing in the first uh in the first movie. That was him. Yep. I called it. Um, but yeah, he was the baby. And um he uh what the hell was I about to say? Yeah, he was the baby and his oh, he went to his mom and his mom was like, you know. I didn't want to tell you, but somebody broke the peck. And of course, it was a crazy ass nigga. <laughs> William. William Burke. Ass. Yes, I'm looking at their names. That's why I'm like remembering all these things. But um, yeah, it, it was just really, really good. Like that's, it was, I want to see it again and like really break down things. Also, just so well done with the fucking mirror scenes because you know, that's the one thing with Candyman is the mirror. So they played a lot with mirrors and reflections and invisibility. And it just was, was so cool to watch. And I I told Sabrina this. It was one scene when um so the it's it's really a sad story about Candyman. It's pretty much like someone got a vulnerable person was m- falsely murdered for doing something he didn't do, um and that person became evil out of the pain. And it was this one scene when um Anthony aka Yaya looked in the mirror and then like Candyman was here. Usually when you finally see the monster, you only see him for like two three seconds. But this was the first time in the movie that I actually saw. I actually saw the bad guy for like 
a long period of time and you looked that thing in the face and it was just crazy to see. It they did a good job. So I know this is now Candyman Girl Brunch, but it just was it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting to see It was exciting. That was like freaky like to see like um the monster like for that long and just be like, "Ooh." Yeah, it was it was freaky to see them both and to see like Yaya was acting his ass off because that face he was making is the fucking face you make when you look in the mirror and instead mm-hmm. of seeing your reflection, you see a, the zombie of the candy man, an actual killer, like looking back at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's how you look. Um but yes, Candyman, if you haven't watched it, if you want to watch it again, if you watched it, let us know. It was great. Um, let's get into the next subject. It's, these won't take long at all. So, Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> that's out. And I just want to say that with all the talk about the vaccine and stuff like that, it's just amazing that a product like this could abs- could even come out. That is like, so, is like... Legal? I've seen stuff get wilder and wilder. Like, for instance, um... Takis, they have like these blue Takis. Mm-hmm. And never mind, what is going on? What? Hello? What's going on? With like, the, oh, I thought you couldn't hear anything. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like what's the, going on in the world? No, there is. <laughs> blue tie, like that should be illegal. It should be illegal. And also, somebody was telling me, like, because, um, you know, there's like a vegan Kit Kat being released. It'd be like vegan Krispy Kremes being released. Every time you look, it's never in America. And I don't know how true this is, but somebody I know was saying it's because like um, our FDA regulations are so weird that a lot of brands don't want to work with us because they can't create the product in a way that's pretty much like good, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I while I don't know if that's the truth, it feels very much like on brand for the truth because it's wild to me that we can't get fucking vegan kick-ass and we got flaming hot Mountain Dew, which in my opinion would burn a, a hole in your esophagus. Like, that sounds so scary because regular soda regular soda got that like yeah. and Mountain Dew. I'm trying to think when the, the last time I had Mountain Dew. No, yeah. I think the la- the first time I had Mountain Dew was the first time. The the <laughs> first time was the last time I had Mountain Dew because that shit was so scary. I used to love Mountain Dew when I was younger, um, and I didn't understand like the concept of like sugar. I just mm-hmm. understood the concept of like oh taste. So I wasn't um, allowed to drink soda. Yeah, we can have it from time to time. We definitely didn't have it like a lot, but we can have it from time to time. But um, oh yeah, case- I remember you told me that, and I was like. <gasps> My kids won't be allowed to have it. That's for damn sure. But um, yeah, growing up, like we would have like Sunkist, um, juice, all those types of things. And I remember you was told not... me that, Iman. I thought I was like, "Yo, she's cool." That I had soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell nobody else that. <laughs> Don't tell nobody else that, baby. You know, I was cool because I had soda, but I couldn't go outside. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's always got to be a, um, <laughs> I guess, a sacrifice. No, that's all I could do is drink soda. <laughs> I used to be, I used to be sneaking, uh, drinking pineapple soda fast as shit at the corner store. <laughs> Sabria, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know when you rush and like it's, it's falling your chin. Yeah. Oof. Oof. No, when you drink something real fast, you be real uncomfortable. You be like, <laughs> so uncomfortable. I could not bring that shit in the house. I was so scared. 
eat like shit. Remember those blueberry muffins we used to get from that corner store after school? So nasty. No, nah, but them muffins was good as shit. And them glazed donuts. They was. Oh my God, them glazed donuts. Oh <sighs> yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, y'all, y'all know if you from North, if you from Philly, you know those donuts. They come in like a package. They got like cu- bubble letters. Yeah, they, they like cake donuts. Oh my god, they like cake donuts. I they think they powder, little Debbie's they chocolate. I don't think they little Debbie's, I, I, but they Damn, could be. They really could be. I want some cake donuts now. Me Not too, right now, but I know I want them right now. So I like the, the donuts. I like the chocolate ones too. Oh, they were so good back in the day. But yeah, um, what's not good is flaming hot. <laughs> yeah, don't drink that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Summer Walker, she went off on live. <laughs> um, so like, let's just let's just get to it. So, Summer Walker uh took to her her DMs because she was upset. And she wanted to vent about her ex-boyfriend and baby father, London on the beat. Okay? <laughs> Just London on the track. So London, um, she wrote, London calling in DM and everyone around me because he blocked talking about if you about if you care about Summer, get that nigga away from her. She wrote on her Instagram story. So if anything happens to me, it was him. Get old baby daddy from hell. I be minding my business and never call him unless it's about the well-being of my child. Shaking my head. Crazy motherfucker. And that <laughs> nigga has been raising your child since two months because you ain't shit and wouldn't help me. You need to stop threatening people and tell him, thank you, fucking weirdo. And she also said, I be trying so hard to mind my business. Nigga so pressed. And come get this car. I don't want nothing from you. And this shit ain't even paid for. I like my cars paid off. One of y'all hoes, please put some good P-U-S-S-Y on that man so he can leave me and my family alone. Thank you. And then she said, y'all was fucking terrorizing me for two years, bro, because I was with that nigga. I gave him back for the same reasons y'all were terrorizing me for two years. I tried as best as I could to keep him involved with his children's lives, and y'all tried to blame me for it. I had nothing to do with it. She just was talking about his baby moms at that point. Um, just saying that, like, everybody needs to leave her alone. It's not funny. All the things. <laughs> it's not funny. Um, so I'm going to try to read London's post. Um, he says, shit's so goofy. Shit ain't even funny at this point. And I really be trying to spare her because I understand her mental health ain't where it need to be. But the lying shit got to stop calling, DMing who, for what? Post the current receipts. If shit accurate, don't lie. Plus my new woman ain't going for no shit like that. And all that dead be shit is so lame and cat when you and everybody around me know how I am with my kids. It's a sad narrative created by hurt women who also know I'm very active on my kids. Like, hopefully you get the help you need praying for you. Snake emoji. Um, I just want to say this is the most ghetto shit I've ever seen in my life. That is so ghetto. And the yeah. thing is, she always talk about something that's ghetto and weird, but she's in she's it. it. And also, this is my least, this is one of my least favorite girls. Um, and like I always want to remind y'all, like I have credentials to talk about, like you know, ghetto shit because of my upbringing. Like I, I really been, I was really on the ground. Like me and you both, we really, <laughs> yeah. be, you know, we get it. And there are different genres of girls. And Summer Walker is the girl who thinks that she is doing like healthy things when she's just as 
nigger is just everyone else in <laughs> exactly. her ways. Because the thing is, everybody was telling you about this nigga, not to blame her completely, but everybody was telling you about this. All the baby moms, it was never your position to try to come up in there and have thanksgivings and christmas because she was talking about that on live she also went on live and was snapping it was never your position to try to play peacekeeper between a man and his baby moms that's going to automatically make you unlikable you are not the savior so it's just like coming up in there thinking that oh i'm gonna come up in here and do this healthy like the whole situation if you really had some sense you would have just left it alone mm-hmm. with that being said it's if she's telling the truth about people not leaving her alone and threatening her and terrorizing her and being toxic i just feel like that's not cool either yeah she might have made like you know some mistakes and you know even get involved with this man we wouldn't have but the fact is that you know it is what it is and it takes two to tango yeah this is a new mom this is someone who seems to be very transparent about having mental health issues. So if y'all bothering her, people need to leave her the hell alone. Mm-hmm. Like just leave now. It's like, okay, her making that decision to have a baby with this man is not now a license to get harassed and irritated and have her peace disturbed. Exactly. But they both recognize that they're both clowns. And oh, for sure. And like what the truth is, I honestly don't know. <laughs> and yeah, guess what? It's not my responsibility to know. I just find it so funny that people, they will die to be with these fucking men. Everybody else said they did be. And it was, it's no, 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 no. Now you saying he did be. And it's like, London, please. Okay. You keep saying that. Oh, now everybody know I take care of my kids. Everybody actually don't know that because the number one thing I know about you is you have a lot of kids and you, all your baby moms always in uproar and you allegedly, you always being accused of not taking care of them. He got, th- well, he got three kids, including hers. I thought it was like 12, the way he, um, and shit. It's just too many, to be honest, but too many yeah. different women for somebody so young. Cause you say what you will about Nick Cannon. They, them, they don't be saying they don't be arguing on live and stuff. So no, it's just like don't. it's just like why is it you? Like I feel like a lot of times like these guys with all these different baby moms, like future and stuff like that, they breathe so much drama. So mm-hmm. much drama, but they real niggas according to them. You're not a real nigga. You got women out here arguing. You not, and it's all because of you not facilitating your all your little situations. Mm-hmm. It's because some men really get a false sense of like, oh, I'm the big man on campus from creating drama amongst women. And it's just like, these girls are allowing themselves to be puppets and letting him pull on their strings. Yeah, that's just sad. It's just sad to see. I don't know where my country accent just came from there. Okay. <laughs> I said all these girls being puppets. And they Sorry for the people to the south, but that's really I felt like kind of just then. But um, yeah, Ooh, I just shit. I feel like prayers for all of them because they all need it. <laughs> they need prayers and they need to talk to the lady. All of them. They need to talk to the lady bad, and this is coming from somebody who needs to talk to the lady. Yeah, me too. But I know at least I'm I'm going to talk to the lady. It's just a matter of time. Right? I'm, I have nothing against the lady, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I be actively against going to see the lady. That's the problem. <laughs> um, let's talk about Beyonce and that Versace, okay? Over the weekend, Beyonce. She looked like a breast doll. She looked like a fucking Barbie. It was a beautiful, the pink Versace satin shoes, the cup, the little black dress, the blonde hair, half up, half down. She just, the poses, the energy, all for, um, I think, what is it, the 18th or 19th anniversary of the 4040 Club? That's crazy. I didn't know the 4040 Club was still open. 
Yeah, yep. It's um, it's actually so close to my school. Did you know? Yeah, that? I remember you telling yeah. me that, but for some reason, because it, we never went, I thought it shut down. That's so Girl, crazy. Girl, you yeah. know who we are? Yeah. Like, not try to um, <laughs> not try to play us, but yeah, I don't know why I thought anybody could get in forty four. <laughs> I, I mean, they probably could, but my, I ain't going in there with twenty dollars. Tell you that we don't always have twenty dollars. We have <laughs> when we had our refund check. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Anyway, moving along. Come on, we used to do some cute little things in college. We, we did, like but I would have felt so subconscious in it because I, I felt like bitches had BBLs in there. And that's I, when I ain't had no hips. <laughs> see, I really be like, I want to go here to network because honestly, everybody, I mean, you may not be the, the belle of the ball, yeah, but ain't nobody going to be like, boo. <laughs> just because you don't have like hips. Like, what? I just. I just, I don't know. I'm like, am I like maybe not thinking some things? Am I being naive? Just thinking I can come in and like just look how I look? <laughs> that thing is just balling in the 40-40. Listen. I feel like you, to be in there, you have to buy a table. Come on. That can't be true. Let's try to get into it. Let's try to figure out how to get into the 40-40 club. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like not saying now because you know the panty is still active and we, you know, we we scary. We like doing <laughs> small groups and stuff. But like, yeah, let's let's think about the forty forty club and like that should be put on like a list or something. Okay. I just want to see you. I just want to see what's inside. Honestly, I just want to see what's <laughs> like. I'm like, this is nice. Sit in one spot all night. <laughs> that's what I would do. Her. So yeah, just honestly, that's it. That's the story. Beyonce looked amazing this weekend. She looked good. She looks fucking great. Um, a lot of people did over the weekend, by the way. She, honorable mention to Normani, to Sierra. Uh, they were at a fashion show together. Um, yeah, a lot of black women look good. JT looked good at the 4040 Club. Angela Rye looked amazing. It's just wow. So let's get in to the sunken place. I'm ill. I don't want to tell the story no more. Like, I just feel so sick on my stomach, like, having to share it. Trick Daddy, somebody ate Trick Daddy ass. So, we're <laughs> back to Trick. Yeah, Trick Daddy's back in a sunken place. Gotta be the fourth time in Black Girl Brush history. <laughs> Him, Boozy, the baby, T.I., like, they honestly. Nasty and bloated. Nasty. So, um, <laughs> Trick Daddy was on the Drinkers podcast, okay? And he was talking about. Eat a booty gang. And I guess everybody <laughs> just thought that that meant he was eating booty, right? And so, listen, regardless, that's fine. Like, I mean, it's to each his own, have fun. It's not, you know, we're all adults here. But when Trick Daddy start talking about how, you know, yeah, women can eat butt. Yeah, I, I get eight too. And then the, the, so that's what Trick Daddy said. Women can eat butt and I get eight out. <gasps> That's what he said. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he, oh. said, he said, yeah, I get it out. This is a direct quote. Uh-uh. Let me read this direct quote just to make sure I got this right. Cause I really can't believe it in my eyes. So after co after co-host Nuri, I believe, asked Trick to elaborate on what he meant by women supporting the gang, Trick clarified saying, Yeah, women eat the booty too. Yeah, I get eight out. Then the host asks Trick Daddy if he keeps his legs in the air during the act. Oh. To which the rapper replied, it depends. <laughs> Come on now. So this is what I want to say. 
The problem is not <laughs> the problem is not eating butt. It's eating Uncle Doodle butt. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have no, it's no way that man ass clean. <laughs> it's never been clean. There's no way. Y'all it's tripping. No way. I'm sorry. Do you need you need to stay in Miami that bad? My thing is a lot of people <laughs> are showing me every day that there's no hope. <laughs> Side of society, <laughs> they're just is keeping us down. It's Street. keeping us down. They'll do anything. They'll do anything. Because my thing is like that's fucking nasty. My thing is I'm not doing it. So it's just like it's it's tricked. They in the sunken place. Okay, not so much trick daddy for allowing it to happen, but whoever was eating trick daddy out, <laughs> you gotta you gotta go to the sunken place. Yeah, you and I know it was probably somebody auntie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It might be one of these fly Instagram bitches. They be. I found out a lot about them. I said I found a lot about them, but like for real, Trick Daddy looked like he just on a chitlin diet. (laughs) He looked. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) What you about to say, (laughs) sir? Say it. It Like it seemed like he like. He's probably like he probably be like my right, right. no, no. Oh, no. the tickle. Sabria, <laughs> that's too nasty. I ain't know he was gonna go there. Damn. Yeah, ooh. Like, like, and get the left side. <laughs> don't be scared. Always gassy. Always gassy. Always like, don't be shy now. It's like shut up. <laughs> it's like bad enough I'm doing this. Just be quiet. Don't be shy. <laughs> you better go ahead on, girl. Get in there. The country is excellent. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I'm like, Cannot oh believe. my God, if you eat the butt of somebody that look like they're on a KFC diet, then that's like a problem <laughs> with, again, like society. It's not just about <laughs> trick daddy here. It's a bigger picture. And, and straight men in general, in general, like. I cannot, I feel like, oh my God, I just, like I say, I feel like his butt never clean. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say all three not that I'm like excited about it, but you know, you just never know. Okay. We'll leave, we'll it, leave it there. Um, <laughs> so let's get into common senses. Yes, let's get into it. It's very important. This week is very important. Very, very, very important. We're not, I know that because I am a person who cares about safety so much, and I know that because Sabria, we both, if you don't know nothing about us, we talk a lot of shit, but we real scary when it comes to our safety and not taking chances and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's something that has kept us friends for so long. We're very passionate about it. So it can become, it can seem like we're being a little bit like judgmental, but take it as if like your big sister, big cousin, big, your auntie telling you this stuff. It's not meant to, you know, throw shade because some people may have done some of the things that we're mentioning, right? Take the Mm -hmm. chance, be a little bit riskier. It's just, you know, our, our thoughts on 
the things you could do to keep yourself safe. And right now, um, we're talking about this not to victim blame. We don't want to make anyone feel upset, especially if you know, you know, they were harmed in the past or if they felt like they weren't that safe and something happened. This isn't about victim blaming, it's about like being prepared because a lot of the people who listen to Black Girl Brunch have social identities that put them more at risk to harm because of the particular violent nature of our society and mm-hmm. violence towards um, black and femme and queer people. Like it's just, it's just, and people of color and women, it's just so many different social identities that listen to the show that we have to be at the receiving end of more violence and also not at the receiving end of more attention when things happen to us. So we have to think about how to be safe, how to get ahead of it, because one thing's for sure, there are dangerous people in this world who want to harm you. That's just mm-hmm. the truth, you know? So that's what this is about. This also comes during a sad time because um, there was this... Uh, there was this uh, Instagram model. Her name is Miss Mercedes, and it's just been found out that she was murdered um, by some a man who was stalking her, and he killed himself too, and just did something really heinous and crazy towards her. And I'm not; she is not to blame, obviously, for that. This is a crazed person, but it just comes at a time of hyper visibility where now you could just be making your money online, being a content creator, and you could have someone absolutely watching your page on some creepy stuff so just thinking about like you know how you could be safer because it's not about like if the violence should be around it's about the fact that it's here and it's not going away because that's that's society we live in right now so much violence you know that's so true that's so true and that's like it's scary because like i had somebody um like watching my page when i um when I was on Tumblr and they would like send me like really like scary things that like I thought they were like gonna harm themselves. Um, but then they just eventually just like, well, what I assume like, you know, went away. Um yeah. so it's just very scary. Also, like, you know, what happened with like pop smoke. Um yeah. you know. So it's like honestly, it's not to like blame anybody. Excuse me, and victim blame is just that um now is the time to just be hyper aware hyper aware i had to learn myself like um i spoke about it on black girl brunch like i literally had a cyber stalker and i think i know who it was but i never got full confirmation so as far as i'm concerned that person that person could be listening to black girl brunch right now that -hmm. person could be somebody i talk to dab up somebody that's like disguising themselves to be a friend but not and i really don't know and the sad part is like you know they didn't bring up things super intimate which let me know that they may not know me for real but the fact that they were creating new numbers um mentioning sabria mentioning the car color car i drive and i'm just like this is kind of all information that you could learn on social media because when social media first came out i wasn't thinking about my safety and or thinking about having a podcast or thinking about trolls it just was kind of like this space to share and back in the day you got an accomplishment you put you showed your accomplishment on the gram like even uh, somebody like diddy could be like yo i got a black you know new black bmw type of shit mm-hmm. a new black tesla they'll just post it they'll show it yeah and you know but now it's like you can't do that because people knowing what color car you drive maybe trying to find a license plate they'll weaponize it like they seen you or it's just crazy people are different and it's important to remember just because you aren't crazy doesn't mean other people aren't 
Exactly. Like you really, really do have to think about that. And so, I'm mm -hmm. oh, sorry. What Go was ahead. I saying? Oh, a big thing also, um, well, we didn't get there yet. Um, like I know, like some, like for instance, me, like if I'm going to see a, a guy or somebody, like I don't really like to tell my parents because I'm not really taking a person seriously. So I'll be like a friend, like or whatever. But like to Iman, I will give her this person's name, their where they live. I have my location on live. So it's like I know sometimes people like to be secretive and stuff, but you always need a pointer person. Yeah. Um, you need you, you need you a never, witness. No. Yep, yeah. you need a witness, a pointer person. This is a shame that you have to like think about this and do stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's just, you know, the world that we live in right now. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, you know, you can't get too caught up on, like, how, damn, I shouldn't have to live like this. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the issue is here, and it's on your front steps. Mm -hmm. So you could, spend, you could spend all your time focusing on about how you shouldn't have to. Um, or you could focus your time on reality and being like, okay, what are the ways where I can live my life? to the fullest and be safe no mm -hmm. not saying don't go on dates because you're afraid that the person is ted bundy it's saying you know you know go min minimize the chances of harm being able to happen without people being able to see you which yeah, is go like in public like yeah please please meet somebody in public like first um because um because for the most part there will be like CCTV around. Yeah, and we'll get into some tips on like some things you can do. But like, yeah, like I, that's honestly just one of them that we could say now. Like FaceTime somebody first. Like don't don't just if you really uncomfortable, you your gut is like hmm. You know they're not something like I don't know. FaceTime them first. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram chat them for it's too many ways that you could do this. Um, and then yes, meet in a well lit. A public busy public place so that way if they are crazy that's not saying that they won't harm you but that's just helping you to feel more comfortable because any new person in your life is a risk that's just about mm. mine so mm -hmm. you have to do whatever you can to feel safe during the way um but it's just like during this time honestly just historically speaking we come from a violent society that's why i hate when people try to make it like um when they try to talk about black on black crime and make black people seem barbaric because i'm like we literally are you know in so many different types of wars and we're bombing and harming and and just doing so many things to people but violence is honestly a part of society it's a part mm -hmm. of our culture it's a part of every culture in the world like people have just done some really crazy barbaric things i hate when folks try to make it like it's just like oh no 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 white people aren't violent or you know rich people aren't violent that's a damn lie violence is just like something that it, it seems like it never goes away and i can honestly say things like this pandemic has made it worse. It's made people crazier. So now more than ever is a time where you can't always trust people's like mental health. You really yep. can't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or their intentions. No, you yeah. cannot trust people's intentions. So exactly. that's another reason why we're talking about this now is because people are a little bit even more violent than what they were. People are very, some people are very hateful. They hate you because of one of your identities or or multiple identities. They hate you because they hate themselves. Mm -hmm. There's just no real understanding for why people are as violent as they are. But you have to believe it. And I think it's because we watch so many like crime documentaries and so much ID channel and so much SVU that it's just like I'm on the side where 
I'm always aware of the killer in my Wendy Williams voice. Like, I am Same. always hyper aware. Not to say no one could ever harm me, but I feel like I feel better watching out, watching my back and watching mm. your back and stuff like that. I never forget the time, by the way, kind of off subject. When we were in high school um, and we were on the train together and there was this guy that was making us like... He was making me uncomfortable, but I didn't know he was making you uncomfortable because I was so used to being with other friends who just kind of didn't pay attention. Like, because we, you know, we 15, 16, no, we probably like 16, 17 years old. So I'm like, a lot of people don't pay attention. So I didn't want to like whisper. So I start writing in my text message, um, hey, you want to move? And before I could show you my text, you had your text, your notepad <laughs> up writing the same thing. <laughs> I be that's what I'm talking about. I be watching. I be like, I've been watching you. Like it looked like I'm not paying attention. My parents always say that because like I'm on my phone and stuff. But I be listening and I really be paying attention. But I was like, that's when I knew. I'm like, okay, cool. She on the same type time as me. I hate when I'm uncomfortable and everybody like, oh no, this is fine. I'm like, what? Mm I don't like that either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we not only did we move, we went to like another cart, like on the train. Exactly. This is he just acting a little too, you know, wild for us. So we gotta go. Exactly. Um, And also, it's Mm -hmm. important to have like, it's like, so I feel like this is more for like the younger folks that listen to us that. It's so easy to slip into having like fun friends and friends that are just like, like the fun friends. But I feel like if you don't have some, you need to have somebody on your team that is, I guess I want to say like the mother hen or like somebody that, you know, knows like that has um, sense. Yeah, there's somebody that has sense for real. Yeah, seriously. And it's wild because there are so many mom friends in our group like we are mom the different reasons because i know i've gotten drunk sometimes and like all my friends have had to mom me like that's like been the case but also know that sometimes like i most times i'll say 80 percent of times like i'm the mom like i'm worried about like you know who's getting home where and this and other but having responsible friends is like so important to your safety because they'll check you like a responsible friend like just the other day like first of all me and Sabrina share our location all the time because we have an unhealthy attachment to each other but um <laughs> I was telling like um Jameer friend of the show friend in real life that I um was going on a date and he was like hey friend like just if you know you ever want to share your location with me you can just for you know that time you and that date you can share and I'm like yeah just but having a like being that friend offering to hey you can share your location with me or having people in your life that say things like that is very very important not always things you can control but like feel free to maybe reach out to just one person you trust but mm-hmm. before we get into tips because we keep going there I feel like because we're so hasty to share share health safety tips but there are some things like you know when you're thinking about meeting somebody online especially now you know meeting people online has become more normalized and that can be a very great thing because I have met some awesome people online like really really great people online and also like with this pandemic and stuff you can't just get out and mix and mingle like if you want to have human interaction if you want to date if you want to make friends and if you want to network sometimes that requires like an app or you know a dm or something like that but there are some signs that you should look for in people um and if it makes you feel weird 
I think these are things where it's like absolutely not don't meet them mm-hmm. not don't meet not meet them in pub like a light but just do not meet this person don't have them know you don't have don't give them your number um and the first thing I do is I look in a person's eyes and not mm-hmm. this is not saying like oh if somebody has like a lazy eye or something like that then I'm like oh no but you to me I have feelings, the same feelings I have when I got my dogs. Like I look at some dogs in the eyes and I'm like, they're cute. But when I looked at my dogs in the eyes for the first time, I knew they were my dogs. I felt comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. The way they're stared at freaked me out because I can get weirded out. Like if dogs look at me for too long and stuff, but I'm like, no, this is my dog. You know, like I feel comfortable the way I feel when I look at my friend's eyes versus how I feel when I look at people who I'm not friends with eyes or I'm not really comfortable. I get different feelings. And the same thing can kind of manifest through pictures mm-hmm. um or just like if it's not if their eyes aren't like you know free or like they were in shades or something one thing you could do mm-hmm. is like look at just the, the, the overall facial expression and energy you get when you're staring at this person if it is negative in any way do not try to talk yourself into seeing this person mm-hmm. don't try to talk yourself into it just why would your gut feeling just randomly say no to a person yep just follow so don't try to figure it out. Just be like, nope, mm-mm, no, it's all right. Also, There's a million people in the world. Also, because like right now, like I'm personally getting back into online dating and stuff. Um, And I know there's people obviously who put up fronts and, you know, things like that. But pay attention to people's bios and stuff. Oh, and yeah. like some people are like so hateful to pay attention. Like so hateful um and it's like this person not only could they like harm me physically they can harm me mentally and stuff like that not saying that somebody that like you know can't but it's just like i mean can't that has like a good bio or something like that but just like pay attention to little stuff like that yeah like if you see somebody bio that's like and don't waste my time get no bitches with cash apps no no fake mm. is it real bitches anymore like all right you this is called about you uh, bio this is about you and you chose your whole bio to go on a rampage mm-hmm. like you can't even control your frustration for long enough to type 120 characters about yourself like how am i now supposed to trust to meet you mm-hmm. so that type of erratic and uh controlling behavior like you really have to watch out for like oh my god there was this one guy i was talking to online and he literally asked me like um i'm thinking about flying out to vegas if i do would you would you want to come with me and would you want to sleep in the same bed with me what sorry i don't even know you what i want to sleep how are you plotting on me sleeping in the same bed with you and guess what he's blocked you know (laughs) he's blocked because don't don't ever talk to me like that. Yeah, that was like, weird. Just don't ever do that. But you know, you have to really, really think about like, is it normal for someone you do not know to ask you a question, certain questions and to start acting as if you're in a relationship or to start making plans? And it just, it crosses a line from interested to doing too much. Yep. And that's a sign. Um, and you just have to be careful. Like, why would you meet a person acting like that? Mm-hmm. Um, extreme charm, too. Like, on one end, erratic and controlling behavior is one thing. But a guy, like, offering you or a person offering you a bunch of things to mm-hmm. just to simply get a coffee. I'm like, all right, you don't have to do all that just for me to get coffee or trying to act, trying to act like they understand you. It's just saying all the right things in a way that's just, like, you don't feel like it's authentic. You have to understand that there are a lot of people out here who like to prey on 
vulnerability. Yeah. Like watch that. Um, also Deandra, shouts to the girl, my girl Deandra. Um, she pointed this out the other day, but people, when they tell you a story and there's a bunch of gaps in it, that's because they've taken out the mm. shit that they did, or you know, they're not necessarily telling the truth. So, like, listen to how people like if you want choose to FaceTime somebody or write them, and if they're not giving you straight answers, they're not being honest about certain things, like you feel like they're evading questions or Can you, you give us an example of the sto- of a story with gaps in it? Okay, yeah. So, like, you ever, like, talking to a guy, and he's like, and then, um, like, you'll say something like, oh, so where you're from? And they, they go, um, Philly area. No, that's a bad example. You go, where, where are you from? This and the other. And then they send you something like, what you doing? You're like, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, that's yeah, one example. Yeah, but another yeah. example of a story is, like, a guy telling you something, and, like, all of a sudden, you follow the story, and all of a sudden, like, maybe he pauses, and then he picks up somewhere else. And it's just like, well, what happened to the other piece of the story? It's like, oh, yeah, you're leaving shit out. You're just kind of going with it. You know, like that's that's something that I always notice. Like when people, I ask you a compound question, you don't answer both parts of my question. It's like almost it's almost as if you're leaving something out. You start asking people like if they got kids, who they live with, and they just start getting real secretive, not really want to tell you things. It's like. If you're really interested in somebody and you ask them a question and they don't answer it, I know me, I notice it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Why didn't you answer both parts of my questions? Yep. That's so why? And, and more importantly, what could be incriminating about what you left out? Yep. And I'm it's, thinking about the people that I've talked to, and they left out gaps in like stories and stuff. And like, um, you know, one of them was recently called out for being on some creep shit. And I remember the last time I talked to them, I said something and they ignored one part of what I was saying and jumped to another part I was saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even like sometimes like if you're not texting, you're talking to somebody and they ask you a question and they like, what? For too long? It's like you're just trying to buy yourself time to Mm. think about what I'm asking you to do. And I'm like, I'm not saying I know everything about human nature, but I'm just like, I have enough friends and I talk to enough people and I was a communication major to know what normal communication is and versus what makes me go, huh? Like I'm a fair person. Also, so, I feel hmm. like a, a lot of people can probably benefit from watching like, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe a documentary or something on ID channel for real because like last not last night like the other night we was watching something and my dad mentioned he was like they all like Imam was saying earlier um these certain type of people always prey on a certain type like it's mm-hmm. always a certain type of people and I feel like if you look at it and you um maybe can self-assess and be like you know do I do this or like xyz like you know because I feel like definitely watching stuff like that has made me have more even like hyper aware of stuff like when I feel like something like for instance I was in a very uncomfortable situation a few years ago and um you know i was young and i didn't have enough money to get a uber or lyft and i started asking like my tumblr followers i was like hey can somebody like paypal me or something like that like please like it's an emergency like i need people sent me money but i still was scared so i had um i had called my mom and was like hey can you pick me up here and i explained to her and she picked me up no questions asked never even brought it up again um because uh, I was really the person I was with made me like super uncomfortable um they were like angry at me because I didn't want to sleep with them 
um, they were like hella narcissistic. Um, okay, I'll give you an example. So, first of all, um, no, I don't want to say that because that's like stereotyping people. But anyway, he had an art studio, um, made music. He had an art studio. I come in his studio. He says, and this is going back to what Iman was saying about like the gaps in the story and stuff. So he's like, I have an apartment, but I'm staying in this studio, but I'm moving out of my apartment. Um, but I'm staying in, like, come on going back. It's just like, so I think he was living in his studio actually, but he was like kind of like ashamed of it, which I wouldn't care or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was like very like, he was like, yeah, I live here, but then I stay here. Like he was just very like, you know, like Imam was saying, like the gaps in the story. He's like, why, why is this like being repeated over and over? Exactly. So then he, um, uh, the first thing he didn't care about, like if I ate or anything, and he thought I would be just okay getting French fries from like a Chinese store. So that's another red flag. Um, not caring about like if I ate anything. It sounds really simple, but I like somebody like that just doesn't care about you in general. Yeah um so then there's that then we get to his place again i say he was into music he's playing like a beat that he made and he's like really into it and he's like talking about the work that he did and like what i didn't meet x and he's like yeah this is gonna be a hit this is gonna be a hit like he's like really excited about it like just like like it's like i'm it's like I'm in the audience and he like putting on a show that i didn't ask for this is supposed to be us like you know meeting up like you know watching a movie or whatever and um we're watching a movie and um he like is getting like very handsy and stuff like that and I was like I didn't have a problem with that but I just didn't want to go any further and he like gets angry at me and he like snatches the covers off of me and he like turns around on the other side and like just gets like really mean and um I like just was like oops like I just got like after that I just was like um my gosh but again I'm not blaming myself for anything but I'm just thinking like in hindsight looking at the reflex so meeting up with him we met in the middle like we met like we lived close but we met in the middle somewhere um and he was walking faster than me um, so that's like something else like you walk and you don't care if I'm behind you if I'm aside you don't care you just like you know whatever also he um he and he lied um about how close he lived to me hmm. so we met in the middle but even meeting in the middle was still far from where he lived so we're walking 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 and the studio was like somewhere isolated like in the dark and i'm just like oh my god and like i'm young and i'm feeling like oh like i like i, I don't want to be like oh i feel like i don't want him to feel a certain way because like i feel like kind of weird about this but this is what we were saying earlier like always trust your gut because yeah. i felt weird about it because first of all we're walking super far um farther than what he initially said you know he's like oh i just live right here whatever and we're like we keep on walking and walking and walking and walking um and then um the area that i was in it just like i said isolated and then he's telling me that he lives here and then he's saying it like it just wasn't clear mm -hmm. so like i said like when you trust your gut don't feel like 
oh, I don't want to be a party pooper or I don't want this person to feel uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to make people just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> to um, save yourself. To, to save, save yourself. yourself. Exactly. And I got really lucky because um, all he was, he, he didn't do anything else. He just was angry at me. Didn't um, walk me down. The, he didn't walk me down the steps um, to get in. He, he didn't care where I went, like who car I was getting in or anything like that. He didn't care. Yeah, he was um, so angry. Yeah, he was so angry. And I'm very um, fortunate that it was people that, you know, gave me money, like from Tumblr. And the fact that my mom was like, I will pick you up. Like, I felt very fortunate, you know. But I feel like, again, like, pay attention, like, you know, how, because yeah. I feel like he was like very narcissistic and things like that. But I just was like, oh, like, he cocky, like, you know, whatever. No, it's a difference. Um, and I also feel like I'm happy you shared that story because it can show you how, like, you know, even people like us who think we have these, like, this toolkit of safety things, because you've always been, like, a pretty safe person, mm-hmm. but you know how a, it, it could be, like, a wolf in sheep clothing. We're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just meeting somebody who, they got a studio only halfway right. But it's, like, so many lessons were learned that night because mm-hmm. everything you thought you knew, unfortunately, like, but by the time you realize that things are uncomfortable, it's already happening. And exactly. by the time it's happening, it's very, very, very difficult to because you don't want to put yourself more at risk by mm-hmm. you don't know what this person going to do so you just kind of walk on eggshells while you figure out your next move and how you going to get yourself out of it mm-hmm. because now once somebody start making you uncomfortable you be like how crazy is this man exactly like how I crazy is he so uncomfortable like i just was not like i feel like i was like a shell of myself like i just didn't want to i just was like oh like I just felt like so so uncomfortable and like I said like I got lucky you know that I was able to get out unscathed I just was I felt very uncomfortable um but yeah like I said like trust that gut feeling like you are not being a party pooper and if you are oh well like oh well so what you you gonna get a fine because you're a party pooper exactly you didn't feel comfortable so why why continue to do something to make someone else feel comfortable because that's what you do you choose other people over yourself when you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you proceed but I also feel like you also got to realize it takes a certain amount of bravery to do something when you feel uncomfortable because for for a lot of us it's that fight flight freeze and freeze is something that a lot of us do like oh, i'm uncomfortable i don't know what to do but you know exactly. the, the, never forget the ball is in your court to mm-hmm. get out of things as safely as possible and it's just like whatever you did like say you did ignore whatever tips we said or you know ignore signs no one they don't have the right to harm you that's not exactly. your punishment that's no. not your punishment no. you do things to reduce harm for yourself but that doesn't mean people supposed to be causing you harm Mm-hmm. You know? exactly exactly that um but yeah like you said like there and there's that's probably not that's not even the you know last time that like you know i like fudged up with something um but yeah like i've all like iman said i've always been like hyper aware but it just was the time where you know i had my guard down yeah it, it can happen it can happen so here's some tips like we talked about it trust your fucking gut mm-hmm. trust your gut like come on like especially like i know it can get hard to trust your gut when you are somewhat like us and you're like a pet like a paranoid person because i know i'm very paranoid um however i know if I have, I feel super intuitive and connected with my decisions. So if I feel like somebody is making me uncomfortable, I don't got to prove myself wrong. I could just be like, all right, cool. There's a plenty of other people in the world. Just go with that gut feeling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, think about all the scary movies you've watched. Um, I put this tip on here because, like, you ever see like in a scary movie where you see like a like a woman walking into like a strange uh, man's home for the first time, and as a the movie watcher, you tense up. Think about mm-hmm. why you do that. Mm-hmm. Why is that scary? Why is it scary for that person, that character to do it? And then in your real life, you can do it, you know? So it's just like, there are certain things put into movies and documentaries and trends and themes. There are just certain things you can pick up on and start thinking like why, like these behaviors can can put me at risk to, or make me vulnerable to a sick person. Mm -hmm. So how me not knowing who's sick and who not, how can I just make, you know, make up for it? Mm -hmm. Um, let a person you trust know what you're doing. Again, I know people like to be secret squirrel. Your business is your business. But um, it doesn't, you don't got to tell nobody what you did. You don't even have to tell nobody who you going with. But you could just say something like, I mean, I, I do get screenshots. Me and Sabrina send names. We send pro social media profiles, as much information as we can. And we share a location. But if you don't feel comfortable all day, at least tell somebody where you're going. You know, do let, tell them the name of the person. Like, I mean, I know that everybody don't have people with the best intentions in their life, but really most people in your life probably just want to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, be careful with what you share on social media. We kind of got into that earlier. Like one thing that we started doing is like, I don't share where I'm at during that time. Again, not that I'm like, you know, Chelsea Clinton <laughs> or no shit like that, but it's just that that was a rush hour reference, by the way. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton thing but like I know I don't have like that big of a following or anything but the bottom line is I've had too many moments where people have said weird things to me yeah like remember that like the other day someone thought it was a bright idea to write me and say hey like I see you running around the park during my uber shift um such a coincidence that I found you on Instagram like yeah, like, why would you tell me that you watch me? Especially because I'm someone who makes a conscious effort to switch up my my running uh, trails. I really do. Yeah. So, you know, you, you just got to watch what you post on social media and watch around you because I really didn't think nobody was paying me no attention. Um, be aware. It all it kind of goes back to that as much as possible. Like, yeah, you don't have a sixth sense, so you can't be expected to be staring at people and never tap out. But for as much as possible, you know, it's okay to... If, if it's late, turn your AirPods down so you could potentially hear who's behind you. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have one um, eye open because you're about to be in a wooded area and to think of like, what can I do if somebody is around here? Because those things could only keep you safe. Yeah. And finally, vet people. Like, if you have a person online that you're thinking about meeting, like, if they get enraged because you want to get on FaceTime or you want to talk on the phone or you want to get to know a few things about them, then you know what type of person they are. You know that they don't care about their safety because mm-hmm. you could be crazy too. Also, somebody being like, um, like for instance, the other night, it was like 11 p.m., almost 12 a.m., and somebody's like, let's meet, like right now. And I'm yeah. like, no. Are you crazy? Normal people do not be like, it's 11 p.m., I want to meet a stranger. Like, come on. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's um unhinged behavior. Very like. unhinged. So, yeah, guys, those are a few of our tips, you know, only telling you this as, you know, to protect you guys. Um, I've been seeing so many tweets like um, something I shared today on my story, actually. It was like someone like, let the first date be a vacation. And somebody was like, Ted Bundy really would have had 
a blast. Like he really would have. And I'm just like, but no, I I do see little things like that, like tweets like that too often. Like, oh yeah, let the let's go on a trip. Like fuck it, and then no 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 you in my city. I want to get to know you in Mexico. And it's like, huh? Y'all got shit backwards. Everybody just be so desperate to jump into doing couple shit with strangers. And look, I don't care how lonely you are. The answer is not going to uh, tr- trying to do intimate things with per- people you you aren't you don't know that well. It's yeah. not going to be nearly as fun as what you think it is. Yeah, yep. It's not going to be fun. Period. So you guys, that's that. That's this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Um, I'm so embarrassed to share that I still got a picture of Trick Daddy on my screen. <laughs> His nails are so long. Oh, God. Which is my pet, such a pet peeve. I hate nasty nails. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us for some listener letters, you want to advertise with us, you want to see how we're doing, Hit us up at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. Twitter, blkgirlbrunch. You can follow me on Instagram at imamatay. On Twitter at itsmatay and sabria. At itsfrankenfem on Instagram and frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Yes, that's it. That's the show. Thank you guys so much. Bye.